The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Parts of this are going to sound completely ridiculous. The time has come. The time is now. I stumbled into a land of freaks. <laughs> but I like it! We are the voice of the outdoors. For years I've been listening to you and you almost put me in a straitjacket. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Hey everybody, this is Christian Berg from Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine, and you're listening to my favorite outdoor personalities, Jim and Trav. So Jimbo and I, we have an announcement to make. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm pregnant. Yeah, Jimbo's (laughs) pregnant, uh, and we're running 2020. (laughs) We don't know who's going to be president yet. No. Um, It's either Jimbo's going to be president, I'll be vice president, vice versa, but we have no scandals uh, in Russia. That I know of. Or Ukraine. Or Ukraine. We have Christian Berg. He just gave us a fabulous endorsement. Yeah. And he Um, prayed for us. He's a Christian. Anyways. It's kind of a letdown. <laughs> I thought it, besides I thought, the, besides the political you, fun music here, this was a bummer. I thought you said rutting instead of running. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are running, running. for president. Uh, anyway, so we are talking Outdoor Odyssey on this week's show. Um, also, go to jimatrav.com to cast your vote to see if you can elect us. Uh, but we're going to be joined by Nick Hoffman, uh, Nick's Wild Ride. He's going to be talking about uh, sheep hunting and goat hunting. A couple things we never really talked about. Matt Rice with Bushnell. He's going to be running through new trail cameras on a uh, and awesome new scopes for 2019, plus Miss Jill Gector. Yeah, she is with the Cinch, brand all, manager. I yeah, think. all new outerwear to keep us warm and dry this uh, fall and winter season. Mrs. Bunny, now you're not going to stick around because honestly, uh, you really don't like Nick. No, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes I'm out. joking. I'll be back for Buyer Bus, boys. All right, so let's get to Nick Hoffman with Nick's Round Ride. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now let's kick off a two-part interview with Nick Hoffman, host of Nick's Wild Ride, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. I didn't think you were going to be honest, but that was kind of awkward. <laughs> All right, so anyways, just now being joined by Nick Hoffman. Again, he is the host of Nick's Wild Ride, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, and you can always go back and pick up previous seasons and episodes with my Outdoor TV app. Hey, before we get started, Nick, I got to tell you a funny story. I was at Don's Drive-In in Oakley, Kansas. Yep. And they were Great telling burgers. me. Yeah. And they were telling me about you being in there and filming and so forth. And uh, uh, did you know that out there at the Buffalo Bill Center, that buffalo is a replica of the one that I harvested. You did. That's the the world's biggest buffalo. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> he says sarcastically. I shot at it from a mile away. All right. So yeah. you you got to tell our listeners because, like, all of a sudden, you're the world's luckiest man. Uh, you won. This is literally the, like the lottery here. You won two amazing. A, a blonde and then a brunette. That's right. You won two amazing hunts. All right. A mountain goat hunt and then a doll sheep. Actually, you know, you went on the doll sheep hunt first. 
But how did you win these? Because, I mean, these are two hunts that most people could never even afford. I mean, that's not even on my bucket list because I don't have a bucket with enough cash in it to go on these hunts. <laughs> how did you win these well, hunts? First off, I'm the luckiest guy on the planet anyway. I've got <laughs> I get to hunt and play music for a living. Yeah. Right? So, like, that's that I, I fully recognize that I'm living a lot of people's dreams right there. Right. So, to, to be 100 percent honest, I didn't you know, I didn't grow up in a big rich family or anything like that. I, I would look at a doll sheep or a mountain goat on, on the cover of Field and Stream and dream about it as this thing that was the same as maybe ever owning a unicorn. You know, <laughs> there's just no chance that that was for me, even though I just have always been obsessed with these, these mountain animals, especially the two white ones. You know what I mean? Like just obsessed with them. And so even having a TV show, I mean, those hunts can be really, really expensive and, and they just don't fit the budget for what we do. You know what I mean? So there was just, I, I hadn't really had doll sheep or mountain goat on my radar as far as part of the next season or anything like that. And I, I'm, I'm a member of the Grand Slam Club Ovis, um, GSCO, their Slam Quest raffle, which is like you, you pay monthly to be in on the thing and they give away like a 20000 to $60,000 hunt every month. Holy cow. Month. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, the odds are really good too. You're like, there's only a couple thousand people in the drawing and it's part of your membership and it's a really cool thing. And Grand Slam Club does a lot of really great things for, for hunters and, and, uh, conservation, all sorts of stuff like that. So it's a win-win, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in this drawing for a year. You know, I, I, I've never won anything in my life, guys. So like, <laughs> I've never thought of anything of it. And I get this call that says, Hey, you just won a doll sheep hunt. And I about cried. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was as if I won the lottery. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And then fast forward exactly one month later, I get a call from the same number and they're like, you're the first person ever to win back to back. You just also won a mountain goat hunt. Holy crap. Wow. Really? And I was just like floored. So I did both those hunts back to back. Wow. Um, God, that is amazing. You know, so in the last month and a half, I've lost 15 pounds and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, uh, both of them were the, the most mentally and physically uh, challenging things I've ever done. You were there in Alaska going after the doll sheep. Where at? Were you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where at? And were you able to choose your own outfitter and guide? In, in the, yes, for the doll sheep, I was, which was a really cool thing. It was outfitter to be determined. And I had previously hunted in Alaska for caribou with a um, an outfitter up there named Rob Jones, um, and he. I had a great experience with him, and. And I had a great experience with my guide, Brad Overturf. And so I asked them, I was like, hey, do you mind if I ask Rob if he's got a spot? And he didn't have a spot, but he called me two weeks later and he said, I just had a cancellation. Are you interested? And I said, yep. Oh, wow. Because so, it's hard. Most of those, the good outfitters are all booked up. So I figured I wasn't going to get to go till next year. Wow. Now, uh, how long did it take you to get that doll sheep? And uh, how big was it? The doll sheep actually happened fairly fast. We, you know, for as far as sheep hunting goes, we were on, we hunted on opening day. And so we got in a couple of days ahead of time and glassed and we had, um, we had some sheep spotted, a couple of rams that we thought were legal. And uh, we headed up opening morning up the mountain. And when we got up there, the sheep weren't where we thought they were, but we had saw tracks. So we turned into almost an African tracking job, one ridge after the next, after the next, after the next, 
And of course it doesn't get dark till like midnight up there. Yeah. So now it's about nine or 10 o'clock at night and we had to make a decision. This is the first morning. Should we turn around and go all the way back to camp or do we just go ahead and huddle down? We didn't have tents with us. Do we just huddle down and spend the night on the mountain? And it was only four hours of dark. And so we decided, all right, we're committed. We're going to stay up here tonight. And we went over the next ridge, and there they were. Oh, wow, so really? In the first 24 hours, we got on our sheep, and, and one of uh, there were two legal rams in there, and one of them was this old, broomed-off 10- or 11-year-old guy. And uh, and I, I, it's one of those deals where you don't want your hunt to be over on the first day. Yeah. You know, on the same token, this is the moment you're waiting for, whether it's on the first or the 10th day. And so um, it felt after all that work like it had been 10 days and that's just the work only is just beginning there you bet you know? hey nick can you stick yeah. around we've got we want to talk to you about that uh, mountain goat hunt <laughs> yeah absolutely i got all the time in the world you know because there's nothing i love more than talking to jim and trap there you <laughs> go there you go hey we've been talking with nick hoffman he's the host of nick's wild ride seen mondays at eight o'clock on outdoor channel that's right now before we get to a break mr nick where can we find you online you find me online nick's wild ride on everything instagram uh twitter and facebook are all just nick's wild ride one big long word all right this has been presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv again make sure you watch nick's wild ride mondays 8 p.m eastern time on outdoor channel part two with nick hoffman right after this don't go anywhere The Revolution with Jim and Trav is powered by our amazing listeners and sponsors. Love the show. Wonderful. We're proud to partner with Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue after these important messages. Our species' relationship to wild food spans back to the beginning of time. It is our ancestral diet. I'm Stephen Ranella. To me, hunting isn't only about the pursuit of an animal. It's about who we are and what we're made of. This is rough country, man. You definitely earn every step in it. I'm not giving up yet. I live to hunt and hunt to live. I am a meat eater. Meat Eater, Sunday at 9 Eastern on Sportsman. Sticky Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. The revolution is on the air. Discussing an outdoor odyssey. Now, let's get back to Nick Hoffman, host of Nick's Wild Ride. Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you missed the first part of old Nick Hoffman. He has Nick's Wild Ride Mondays at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. We know him as the GOAT. He the is goat. the GOAT killer. All right, so back with Nick Hoffman again at Nick's Wild Ride, Jimbo and I's favorite show. It we is. had to say that because he said he loves talking to us. Yeah. So he, he, <laughs> well, brought, he also likes Don's he, Burger. The only difference is we actually mean it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, guys, this, uh, I hate to admit it to you, but that was a lie. I, re- <laughs> I, I, I really, I only do this for the show. <laughs> 
I don't want to do that. All right, so we get that a lot. Now that we're crushed, um, let's talk about this mountain goat hunt that you won. Okay, Why don't you see if Matt Drury's on the line. Yeah, Matt, I think Matt Drury's going to be. But we're going to go to him real quick. Um, no, so you you win these two hunts, doll sheep hunt, and then the following month you win a mountain goat hunt. Like, what's going to be next is amazing. Um, Elephants. So you're in British Columbia, correct? Yep. In my mind, obviously, I've never done both of them, but just kind of watching your journeys on social media and stuff like that, you know, this is how you spent your 40th birthday, which is so cool, man. But the mountain yeah. goat hunt, it seemed like wickedly insane, crazy hard, tough terrain. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Really? Without a doubt. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, you have to just put on so many miles and you have to go over so much terrain and, and, you know, we looked over a lot of goats to find, to find a, a, a mature Billy. And so you're, you're moving around and doing all this stuff and you're sleeping in a tent and you're eating dried food and, you know, day one of it's not that bad. Day two of it's not that bad, but by day three, four, five, the fatigue sets in, the mental side of it sets in. Um, you start missing your family. You start, you know, there's just, there's other aspects of a hunt more than the physical side that, that a lot of people don't realize. And they, they really hit me. Uh, up there. And on top of that, like you said, my 40th birthday, I started, you know, kind of getting a little philosophical about, well, I'm halfway through my life here and this is how I'm spending it. And, you know, I'm going to die soon and all that stuff. <laughs> and just kinda, uh, you know, and so it, it was just like a, it was honestly, it was emotional. It was, it was physical. It was mental. I loved it. Yeah. Nick, you're, you're really a quite cheerful fellow when yeah. you get to know you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you win two things like this and then you get kind of sad. Yeah. Like, oh no, my God. Yeah, I, sad. I cried on my doll sheet. Now I'm up here all sorts of emotional on my, what's wrong with me? For goodness sake. Now, yeah. when you were in British Columbia, how long were you there? How long of a hunt was it? It was a 10 day hunt and it was, um, so I was, it was, you know, with travel and with, you know, with the lifestyle stuff that we do with the episode, I was there for about two weeks. Now, the country that you're hunting goats in, very similar to your dull sheep country, but I think aren't mountain goats in a little more rugged territory? They can be, yeah. And, you know, this time of year, they can be really low or really high, depending on the weather that, that they have and everything like that. In our case, they were, they were very mountain goaty. They were walking the sides of cliffs stuff like that. I mean, it was, in fact, there was one Billy that I would have shot on the second day, but he was literally on the side of a cliff. And if I had shot him, oh wow, he would have tumbled maybe a thousand feet down and Ooh. just ruined every piece of meat yeah, and every piece of, and his cape and his horns and everything like that. And so that's the first time ever that I didn't shoot a shooter that was shootable because he wouldn't have been recoverable. Didn't shoot know? a shooter that was shootable that was recoverable. I'm just impressed. That's you, alliteration. You put that you together. That's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> well, I want you to. What we need to do is drink, drink like six beers and try that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I look at a beer and couldn't say it. Now the ram, the ram you ended up taking was a ten plus year old ram, which is amazing. What was the goat like? The Billy was a really big, mature one as well. And the, the quick story with him is that we were. We were we were in an area we had we we got into an area and camped and had a glassing point where we were kind of surrounded by a bunch of goats. In, surrounded meaning within a mile, you could see a lot of goats. Yeah. Right. So we were just looking for the right thing to play out close to us. But there was this one lone billy that was on the next mountain over, and he was there. He was there every day for like three days, and finally, after not seeing a shooter. 
um, on our side, we just decided to pack up camp and go after him, which was way easier said than done. Yeah. So it's not, it's not hard if you say it fast. Let's just go over to the next mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot harder than that. So, uh, but, but when we got there, luckily he was, he was just a lone old dude. Um, you know, almost nine year old Billy that was just by himself and he didn't have it. He was just happy where he was at. And so, um, we, within, uh, probably a quarter of a mile, he stayed in the same area. So by the time we got over there, we were able to relocate him and get up on him. And again, about a 400 yard plus shot. And, uh, uh, it was just epic. So you're, you're hunting this goat in this wicked terrain. The weather is not conducive for much of anything. I mean, it's cold. It's drizzly. It can be snowing. And when you're glassing, cause you spent the bulk of your time doing that, climbing mountains and glassing, the males and the females, I mean, they have comparable size horns. So you have to be really good at, at sexing them to make sure you're shooting, you know, the right one. And they don't always bring their cell phones. No, they don't. And they, they yeah, it's <laughs> kind of weird. Was that pretty difficult? Absolutely. And you nailed it. And in fact, um, you know, I had I had spent um, a bunch of this is my first mountain goat hunt. So I've got no experience judging mountain goats, but I had spent some time online trying to educate myself the best I could. So the only, the only thing they're ever showing you really is, you know, mature billies and how to, how to judge them, but they really didn't say much about just how similar the nannies and the billies are. And in some cases, very often, some of these nannies are older and they're longer and they're, it's, it's hard to tell. In fact, one billy we, we looked at for nearly two hours before we finally saw the package on the back, if you know what I mean, that, that <laughs> made us figure out he's a billy. We couldn't figure out if he was an Annie or a Billy. Wow. And that's the only animal I've ever hunted where it's they're that similar. And I, I thought that was pretty fascinating. It's also one of the only animals that in the record book, you can shoot a nanny and it, you score it the same way as a, as a, as a male. Really? So, now, now was, uh, how long was your Billy? I, is a 10 inch or a good? No. Yeah. 10, 10 really good. My, this, this guy was nine and a half or so. Uh huh. Um, right up there, but really thick and heavy around the bases. Uh, um, it, you know, just an exceptional animal. What surprised me about them is how big they are. Yeah. Like yeah. Body wise. They're just huge and they're, they're much, I mean, it's no surprise when you look at the kind of territory they, they live in, um, they have to be stout and robust. Um, because they're, they're living in some formidable stuff. And, uh, I was so surprised at how thick their fur is and how big they are and how muscular they are. I don't know. I just expected them to be smaller, I guess. Yeah. Hey, they're a magnificent animal. Hey, we've been talking with Nick Hoffman. He's the host of Nick's Wild Ride scene Mondays at eight o'clock Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Mr. Nick, to learn more about you, your adventures, your partners, upcoming episodes, where can we find you online, buddy? All, all Nick's Wild Ride on all the social media outlets and uh, nickswildride.net online. Man, we got the brand new season on Monday nights going on, smashed in between Michael Waddell and Jim Shockey. I mean, that's a sandwich that I wanted to be in. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Matt Rice, he is coming up next. He is with Bushnell. Don't go anywhere. Mr. Nick, you're so awesome. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, guys. See you. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, if we haven't told you in a while, thanks for listening. I love you, man. Okay, let's not let it get weird. Don't move. The boys will continue next. Humanity is responsible for endangering many species in both the past and the present. Man can destroy everything. And yet you put the right conservationists in line, 
and you give them the tools that they need, and man can also restore anything. If we try and work against nature, we are going to wind up losing. Hopefully, with people like you, they're going to be here forever. Yep, that's the goal. This is hardcore conservation on the front line. Wildlife Heroes. All new series, Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Looking for your next off-road adventure? The all-new Yamaha Wolverine X2 side-by-side is ready when you are. Offering unmatched off-road capability with ultimate comfort, the Yamaha Wolverine X2 is packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality. With Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence, visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X2 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and our outdoor odyssey. Now kicking off another two-parter with Matt Rice, Senior Manager of Media Relations and Consumer Marketing for Bushnell. Brought to you by Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. See them online at stickyholsters.com. Here's part one. Hey, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Outdoor Odyssey on this week's show. Before the break, we had old Nick Hoffman on. He asked Nick's well right talking about, guess what? Doll sheep and mountain goat hunting. He smelled like an old goat when he I, came back. Yes, he did. <laughs> All right, just now being joined by Matt Rice. He is the Senior Manager, Media Relations and Consumer Marketing for Bushnell. That is an amazing title. Mr. Matt, first time on the show. Welcome, buddy. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, well, you know, you uh, you come from a company that has a long history in the outdoors. I mean, Bushnell, I mean, that that's kind of synonymous with Boone and Crockett, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, we've been along uh, for quite a while now, coming up on our 75th anniversary here in a couple of years. So uh, a great brand, a great company, uh, you know, one of the ones that kind of set it all in motion. So great company to work for, for sure. Yeah, we're, we actually, uh, we're coming up on our 25th anniversary, uh, 24 years from now. <laughs> That's a lot of math. Well, congratulations on that. <laughs> it's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> Holy cow. All right, so let's get into this, Matt. Uh, you just sent us an awesome new trail camera. It's your Core DS, and it has so many features, and it's like space-age stuff, okay? But there's two models you guys have. You have the Low Glow, and then you have the No Glow. Now, what does that mean? Kind of fill our listeners in what those two things mean. Yeah, so, so essentially with the Core DS, as you mentioned, the No Glow and the Low Glow, I mean, it's exactly how it sounds. So most game cameras have a red infrared sensor, uh, that helps uh, produce that first light during the evening hours. So if you have a traditional camera with a low glow, you've always seen that kind of red infrared light letting you know. Uh, the no glow, we put a mask or a filter over it, uh, so it takes off that low glow. So essentially it really depends on why you set this trail camera up and what your preference is. If you set it up in an area, maybe say on public land where you're hunting an area, not wanting people to know that you have a trail camera there, then the no-glow is definitely your option. Likewise, if you're setting it up in your own backyard, try not to give away uh, the fact that a camera is there, uh, the no-glow. But most of us, I think, have the familiarity with the, the low-glow, which, again, is just kind of that red uh, infrared light that glows on the trail camera to let you know everything's working. You know, in the modes, you have four different modes, and I thought what was so neat is, like, your field scan with the live trigger feature 
And it's neat because we set it up in a hot area where obviously there's going to be a lot of game that's going to trigger and get those photos. But with almost that time elapse, it's going to catch a lot of game that's much farther out there. So you could set it to a time of day when there's going to be a lot of traffic and you could still get those images and you don't have to have that camera way out there and kind of, you know, blow that that sanctuary area. But even though they're not close enough, you're still going to get footage of them. Yeah, no, I was hoping you guys had a chance to mess with that time lapse because that is some amazing technology. We've got some great videos uh, up on our website that kind of show that in motion. Uh, but, yeah, if you're in a highly populated area where you've got a lot of game, uh, you're not wanting to get those instant pictures, having that option available uh, to be able to time lapse, which is, it makes for a really cool video to share on your social feeds, to share with your family and friends, uh, just to kind of capture all that moment. Because when you're dealing with a camera that's got a 0.2 second trigger speed, yeah. I mean, that is amazingly sharp. So it's going to pick up all those details. So giving you the options to set it up, depending on, you know, are you hunting in an area that you're seeing lots of game every second? Or are you one of those guys that just wants to capture every single detail? You know, it's especially for, you know, us hunters who are always, you know, curious to, to identify deer, to score them, uh, especially if you've got a property where you've been hunting a specific one, to have that level of clarity and definition in your photos so there is no second guessing on exactly what you're looking at uh, is amazing. And then, you know, if you're, if you're somewhere where there might be a Bigfoot sighting, at least now you'll have a, a great video that won't be all grainy like all the other ones. Yeah, old Larry Miller, Sasquatch, <laughs> he'll be on your photos. All right, Matt Rice, Senior Manager, Media Relations and Consumer Marketing uh, for Bushnell. We're talking about the core DS uh, trail camera. All right, let's run through some trail camera setups. That's kind of hard for me to say. Now, I, I see so many people set them up, and they have them way too low. They have them way too high, way too close, way too far away. Uh, and a lot of times they have them pointing straight east or straight west. <laughs> and they're like, why does everything wash out? Uh, but walk through real quick for our listeners, uh, Mr. Matt, some basic trail camera setups. If we want to have those great photos, we have an awesome camera from Bush. Now, if we don't implement it properly, we're not going to get the desired uh, results we want, right? Yeah, no, that is very true. I mean, thankfully, you know, as we've talked about with all these features, even if you don't set it up in the most optimal spot, you're still going to get some great quality images. But the one thing I always encourage people to do when you're experimenting with a trail camera, maybe you've never run one before or it's a new model, is don't wait until you get to the woods to start going through the features. If you've already gotten out there and you're out there at your tree, your designated area to put the trail cam up there, you're missing some really valuable homework time where you could be doing that in the comfortable, uh, you know, of your own living room or own house. So I always say, you know, don't start in the field. Uh, get familiar with the technology. I know we don't like reading manuals. We don't like <laughs> feeling like, you know, we can't be able to do it on the fly. You know, of course, the core camera has that preview. So if you don't uh, take that opportunity to get familiar in your house, uh, you can still preview it out in the field, but I really think that begins step one is, is kind of setting it up in an area uh, where you have the time allowance and you can actually go through uh, all the all the minute details uh, involved to get that level of quality images that you want. Um, you know, after that, it, it's kind of test and retest. Um, if you're having the convenience of setting it up in your own backyard before you go out into the woods, um, you know, you can walk by it. You can have your kids walk by it. The dog can run by it. You can take some sample images and video and make sure you understand kind of the range. Because when you're out there in the woods, and even though we're, we're able to get, you know, out to over 100 feet with that infrared camera, uh, it, it, it's hard to judge that sometimes in the field. So what is 100 feet? How far out can I go? So if you don't have any type of measurement device, you know, one of our range finders or something to give you kind of a perimeter setting for that trail camera, 
Uh, the third thing, I think the big thing is height. Uh, you just mentioned it. Uh, we all kind of have a tendency to think we got to get this thing, you know, away from any of the animals so they don't see it, doesn't spook anything. So we almost go to extreme ways to like hang it too high uh, or <laughs> yeah. get it somewhere where it's, where it's not going to be an optimal angle. So, you know, I, I usually try to go judge everything by my line of sight. You know, basically, if you're going to be setting up on a ground blind, you know, that's a great opportunity to keep that camera at about, you know, eye level because that's essentially what you're going to be seeing, you know, from that point of view. So if you kind of keep those things in mind, uh, you know, how are you going to be viewing this when the deer come in? You know, how is it going to look to you and your own personal uh, preference of setup? You know, that that's a big thing right there. So if you can follow kind of those three things, again, don't wait till the field till you get it all set up. You know, two, optimize it at home. You know, try out the imagery, try out the video. Make sure you've got it well-tuned for what you want. And then three, kind of keep in mind those angles because, as you said, uh, and then if it's not securely fastened, which is another big thing we end up with, uh, you can be shooting pictures of the ground and <laughs> of deer hooves, and that's really not what you invested that time for. You bet. Hey, we're talking with Matt Rice. He's a senior manager uh, media of media. <laughs> let me say that again. He is the Senior Manager Media Relations and Consumer Marketing for Bushnell. That's right. We got to get to a break. Here's a word from our sponsors. We will return right after these messages. With Matt Rice. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to Jim and Trav's Outdoor Odyssey. Make sure you continue the adventure at JimandTrav.com. Hey, guys. I feel kind of bad saying this, but um, I ate all the venison jerky. Ah, don't worry about it, buddy. There's another bag in the break room. No, I ate that one, too. Oh, man. Every last morsel. Darn it, buddy. You're fired. Girl, you screwed up. Don't you know that we love venison jerky, buddy? I'm sorry. You did us so wrong. Now we don't have venison jerky. I just wanted a bite. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes, powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV. Now, everywhere. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. As people who love the outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you. Thanks for tuning into the revolution with Jim and Trav as we chat our outdoor odyssey. Now, let's rejoin Matt Rice, Senior Manager of Media Relations and Consumer Marketing for Bushnell. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Outdoor Odyssey on this week's show. Before the break, we had part one with old Matt Rice. He's a senior manager, media relations, and consumer marketing for Bush. No, I said that in one breath. You did good. Yeah. We've been talking about trail cams, Matt. 
Does Bushnell have rifle scopes? I think we might have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was a nice setup. Yeah. It might be one in there that you might be interested in for sure. Well, it just so happens that we got one the other day. Uh, no, you sent us uh, the all-new Prime rifle scope. Uh, it's 3 by 9 by 40 this is such a great value. And obviously, if, if people want to step up in price point, they can do that. Uh, but in terms of features, really, you can't beat the Prime from Bushnell, Matt. You know, I would agree. Um, you know, I've got several mounted on my rifles. Um, I, it's just a great all-around scope. And, you know, the 3x9 is a real classic configuration. I mean, it served hunters well for multiple generations and multiple years. So it definitely has the capabilities you need if you're looking to uh, be at close quarters or if you're looking a little bit further out. But uh, definitely a great option. And then the one we sent you, I believe, uh, has the new illuminated reticle. Yeah, it does. So, you know, talk about a, a big bonus feature in a, in a scope that's going to be at that, you know, $200 price point uh, is to give yourself the illumination, um, which uh, multiple settings. So if you're somebody who's not big on the illumination, you can dial it down to, uh, you know, to your preference. But, uh, you know, especially for first time users, um, even when you're hunting in thick cover, uh, there is a lot of advantages to having that illuminated reticle. And like you said, in that basic prime configuration, uh, it offers all the great features, good glass, good sturdy construction. Um, it's no doubt going to serve you for many seasons to come. Well, it's amazing. You know, Jimbo and I were actually messing around with it uh, last night. We put it on 308. We haven't sighted it in. We're actually going to do that this week. Uh, but what was amazing, because it was getting dark, it was like 730 or something like that. And you talk about light transmission. It you know, draws the light. Yeah, for a 3 by 9 by 40 And you guys talk about you have like the ultra-wideband uh, coatings, which does enable that optimum brightness. But I was just amazed, even at really way past dusk, how clear and how bright everything was. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly glad you noticed that. I mean, that's something that we took a lot of effort into when we came out with our new lines of, of hunting rifle scopes. Everybody's kind of adding all these whiz-bang features. You know, everybody's, <laughs> you know, going one direction or the other. But, you know, as hunters, that magic hour, whether it happens in the morning or in the evening, that's when you need to be able to see clearly. And I'm sure just like myself, uh, several of your listeners have had that experience where you've been in a field, you know there's deer out there, but you can't see them. Uh, maybe you can hear them, maybe you can see them through your high-powered binos, but when you throw up a rifle scope, uh, it just turns to pitch dark. So that's really where we wanted to strive, and that's where we're really getting some, you know, industry standards as far as um, light transmission with almost 92% oh. in those rifle scopes. And, you know, that that is just amazing. So it's, it's giving you that extra advantage, and it's basically extending your hunt. More time in the field, uh, more time during the time when it matters most, uh, you just can't beat it. So definitely having light transmission in your rifle scope is something that people should look for. Yeah, now how tough is this scope? You know, a lot of people brag on uh, uh, it's really durable and rugged and so forth. Uh, is this a good one? Oh, man, it is. And I, and I can speak to that personally. Here in our office, uh, right here in Kansas, we have a recoil machine. And that thing, when it goes off, it's got the wall shaking and the ground moving. <laughs> and all these scopes are recoil tested. Uh, and we didn't stop at, you know, just kind of the bare minimum. You know, the prime nitro and forged rifle scopes are all tested at 375, you know, H&H. &H. So Holy cow. We are putting that thing through some punishment. And uh, definitely making sure it's going to hold up on whether you decide to put it on your 22 long rifle or you're going to go put it on a you know a 30 out six whatever your preference is uh, this scope is not going to have any problems handling handling that type of recoil. Now explain to us what is the second focal plane? What what does that mean? 
So, yeah, so essentially in rifle scopes, you're going to come across two different focal planes, if you will. There's a first focal plane and a second focal plane. And, and while we could get a little bit deeper to kind of keep a high level, on a second focal plane, when you turn the magnification up, so like on the 3 by 9 say you're going to 3 power or 9 power, mm-hmm. on a second focal plane, that size of your reticle does not change at all. Oh. It, it looks the same on every power. Now, on a first focal plane scope, it's the exact opposite. As you turn up and down the magnification, that reticle is going to grow or it's going to shrink. It's really about kind of user preference. Most people, if they're shooting at a known distance and they're not going to be involved with either dialing the turrets uh, or shooting, you know, differences in uh, links, uh, they're going to prefer a second focal plane. Uh, however, on a second focal plane scope, if you are not on the first power or on the highest power, if you do have to shoot at distance, it, the reticle is not going to be as accurate with your holdover. So that's where a first focal plane scope goes. Because I know whether I'm using hash marks or there's a mill reticle in there, no matter what magnification I'm on, it's going to be equal distance to my holdovers when I calculate them out. But it, it is a little bit discouraging some, for some people on a first focal plane because that reticle can get really small and then it can get really big where it's almost you know, blocking the image that I'm looking at. So, uh, again, it's it's really preference, but most hunting, I think people growing up and experiencing it for the first time, you've probably used a second focal plane, and then when somebody mentioned the first, you really weren't sure what the difference was. I was like, oh, so, oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah I use it. Way. Hopefully I didn't confuse you. <laughs> I, could, I could tell you paid attention in school because you're <laughs> yeah. smart. <laughs> like, holy cow. Um, now, age-old question, all right, and Jimbo and I go back and forth about this all, all the time, Matt. What is optimum for sighting in your rifle. You know, let's say that the three by nine before you that you sent us, the illuminated Bushnell Prime, awesome scope, okay? What should we sight it in at? A hundred yards, 150, 200 yards? What say you? Oh man, uh, that's a tough one. Again, that's really going to matter too. You know, what is going to be your primary distance you're going to be shooting at? You know, as hunters, most of us kind of already have that in mind where we're, you know, over a food plot or a feeder or some sort of corridor. You kind of know that distance. Um, I'm kind of a traditional guy. I like to zero mine in at 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way I know at 50 yards, I'm only going to be, in most cases, again, this varies a lot by caliber, length of barrel, the fast, how fast the bullet is and projectile weight. But, you know, if I zero most things in at 100 yards, at 50 yards, I know I'm just going to be a little bit high. So it, it just it's not going to be enough. As I like to say, it's still going to be minute a deer. And so I, I know I'm still going to be able to put that shot where it counts. So I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a traditional guy. I like zeroing them in at 100. Uh, and with most cartridges, you're not going to notice, and most today's hunting rifles, a big drop if you do that between, say, 100 and 200 yards. Um, so if you do need to make a little bit longer shot than you're used to, you're not going to be kind of second guessing yourself. You're going to go, okay, uh, I just need to, you know, hold just a little bit higher. But so yes, I, I, I would definitely advise, um, doing some sort of bore sighting, um, before you, before you fire that first shot. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Matt Rice. He's one of the good guys at Bushnell. That's right. I know she didn't want to read his title. He's no. the senior manager, <laughs> media relations and consumer marketing uh, for Bushnell. Now, we'll again, see if we can't clean that up a little bit for next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do we just go to Bushnell.com to learn more about everything we talked about? Yeah, man. That's just as simple as it is. Uh, you know, Bushnell.com. 
Uh, you know, a nice little navigation can get you straight to whatever product category you're shopping for, whether it's, you know, spotting scopes or trail cameras. Uh, just go over there, click on the prime, click on the core, uh, and you're going to like some of those videos and imagery that we talked about. Uh, some of the real life photos for the trail cameras are already posted, some great little videos. Uh, and then, of course, you can check out all of our rifle scopes and binoculars there on the website as well. So uh, a great place to come uh, for any reason. And then we're also building out kind of a more of a, a content section on there. So if you're somebody who's wanting to learn some tricks and tips from the pros, we'll have all that stuff information on there for you, too. All right. Just go to Bushnell.com. Check them out. Buy everything they have. Uh, this has been brought to you by Yamaha's. Pro- you, you can <laughs> buy Matt, too. Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online and check them out. YamahaMotorsports.com. Um, Mr. Matt, you were so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Hope to talk to you again soon. Good luck this season. Sounds good. Hey, don't go anywhere because we're going to wrap this show up with old Jill Gector. She is the uh, brand manager for Sense Sheens right after this. Don't go anywhere. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Clogging up your ear tubes with a fat pile of outdoor awesome. Join the revolution now at JimandTrav.com. And don't move. The craziness will continue right after these short messages. Attention outdoor adventure enthusiasts, introducing the world's most off-road capable four-seat side-by-side, the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X4. It's packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality with Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X4 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. How would you like to say up to $500 on your next vacation package. Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631 800-570-9631 That's 800-570-9631 It's an outdoor odyssey on today's show. How very interesting. Now here's Jill Gector, Cinch Jeans brand manager. Brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim and Trav. View their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking Outdoor Odyssey on this week's show. Before the break, we had old Matt Rice on. He's the senior manager, uh, media relations at, uh, I wish I could say He's something like that. Yeah, at Bushnell. He does something at Bushnell. He, he's he got us where we can see things. Now we need to look sharp. Ooh. That's where Miss Jill comes in. Miss Jill Getter, she is the Cinch Jeans brand manager. Miss Jill, how's it going today? It is going great. Okay, I got to say, I just got a new coat from you guys, and it is like my all-time favorite coat ever, because it's getting cold. I think 
think uh, lows are like around 18, 19 degrees. So when you go out in the morning, I mean, it's pretty doggone chilly. And usually I'm like a vest guy, but I just got this new coat. It's like canvas, but it's not. It moves with you. It's an awesome coat. I think that's the new barn coat. Thing. Yes. Yes, it's really cool. It's a black and camel color and it's made from a unique poly cotton canvas um, with a durable water resistant finish on it. So yes, it is. And it has a nice warm toasty um, brushed plaid lining. Yeah, what I was really amazed, because it has been windy and pretty drizzly too, it really cuts the wind and repels the water. It's very, very nice. Keeps you warm and dry. Yeah, it's a great jacket and it looks great too. Yeah, well the thing is you can actually ride in it and uh, and still stay covered. You know, oftentimes when you swing into that saddle, everything kind of rides up. But this is just long enough that everything stays covered. Yes, it does. I don't have a spare tire. I've got like a whole set. <laughs> and it covers it nicely. He's actually a Goodyear tire distributor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I look like that uh, with the Michelin man. Yeah, but with exactly. A, with a sweet barn coat on. Uh, yeah. So I love this jacket. Highly recommend. And the nice thing, we've been doing a lot of scouting and walking around and stuff like that. And it brings... It's so nice, and it's not super heavy, but it's warm. It's really deceiving. Yeah, that's it's great to have a piece that's not going to be too bulky, but still keep you warm. Yeah, now you also have a, how do you say, a, a corduroy Sherpa-lined trucker jacket, and I really like yes. the looks of this one, too. Yeah, it's just a, it's a russet color, so it is just that really cool vintage old-school look. Um, and it is the corduroy with a, the nice warm Sherpa lining all throughout the jacket. And it's just a really rustic, great look. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm looking at uh, the photographs, and you get a couple of gals with jackets on. And, you know, back when I was younger, they called them car coats, meaning they were just a little bit longer. Are those new for uh, Cinch? Um, are you talking about the three-in-one jacket? Yeah, the three-in-one jacket. What does the three-in-one mean? Well, it, it's exactly what it means. It's three-in-one. So we have um, our new jackets for men and for women. And they are three in one. So the first layer is an exterior is a lightweight hooded shell fabric. So it's great for blocking the wind. It's water resistant. And then the inner layer is a midweight um, quilted polyfill jacket. So it keeps you warm. So you got one layer for the outside and then you got the inner layer. And then you can wear them all together for like a super duper warm, wind blocking, blizzard proof jacket. So this one jacket can literally take you from season to season, or if in Colorado, it just, just is one day. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Jill Gector, and of course, she is Cinch Jeans brand manager. That's right, and make sure you follow them on social media to keep up to date with all the new styles that they release constantly. But this has been brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hop online, check out their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. Miss Jill, you are awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a few moments. Hit up JimandTrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show. He's out there, the elusive wild boar. And now the dogs are loose. And the drive is on. It's full boar excitement. From the forest and the fields of France's Loire Valley, the spectacular season premiere of Wild Boar Fever. Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Watch past seasons of Wild Boar Fever on My Outdoor TV. Go to MyOutdoorTV.com. Sticky Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. 
Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But, I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the It has finally come to an end. That's all? This is unacceptable. I'm afraid the revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Goodbye! But don't forget to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the show at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Of course, we're talking about deer hunting a lot, and we had uh, uh, Randy Birdsong and and uh, <laughs> we, Jim Chalky. And- we didn't even talk deer hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we it was talked- Outdoor Odyssey. Uh, outdoor Odyssey. I'm so lightheaded now. Uh, we <laughs> talked uh, mountain goat hunting. We talked sheep hunting. We, we talked did? optics. We talked new apparel. Uh, Nick Hoffman. Where Matt was Rice, I? Jill Gector. Obviously, you weren't here. And Mrs. Bunny, uh, you were here just for a little bit. Yeah, watch this. Hey, we want to thank our affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes this show possible. Like Randy Birdsong. <laughs> yeah, Randy Birdsong. Thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah. You really came through. And, uh, and of course, we want to thank uh, folks like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, and all of the people here at The Revolution. I think those compression socks are doing something <laughs> for you. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, last word. Head to JimmyTrav.com and check out all this week's interviews and articles, as well as a substantial archive of everything you want to hear on The Revolution. Never drink foam off your beer. <laughs> That's solid advice from Jibble. Also, get outdoors this week and take some kiddos with you. It doesn't matter what you do. Do some plinking in the backyard, go fishing, deer hunting, just cook recreate. Yeah, cook some ribs, recreate outdoors as a family, and always hammer home firearm safety. We gotta get to a break. Peace out. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. America, you are so awesome. You Th- rule. And thanks for everything. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.